0: Sabrina, angry at the ceiling, asks Salem for help in finding Harvey. He suggests a spell, so she does the zapping and he does the incantation and in poofs Sherlock Bones, lads. <laughs> Sabrina nat- naturally uh, tries to talk to the dog, but Salem points out that he is a dog and obviously can't talk.
1: That was <laughs> very which funny. Which
0: it did, did get a little bit of a laugh. I must that's, say.
1: that's funny. A dog in clothes needless to say is funny. And uh, he's a good boy, isn't he? Oh, he's a very good boy. Does he yeah. have a pipe as well? I, I... I, I not. Surely they couldn't <laughs> keep the pipe to the dog's So if they did, it would be through very, very cruel means. No, he means. didn't have a pipe. It'd be very cruel to <laughs> tape a pipe to a dog's mouth. <laughs> but but look how we're laughing about the thought of it. It's it's a, it's
0: supposed to be a sick.
1: I, I kind of wish they did it because the dog's dead now anyway. You know, he, he would have gotten over it. I'm pretty, I'm pre, pre, pretty liberal about animal cruelty these days if it's funny.
0: Hello and welcome to Sabrina the Teenage Watch, the podcast where three duplicitous, dastardly desperados review all 163 episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Asterix, subject to change. Uh, my name is Phil Dean, I'm your host and your beautiful guide some people have told me uh, the one who's going to be kind of in charge of uh, taking you a wonderful stroll through this nostalgic valley as we continue talking about sabrina the teenage witch uh, i'm not alone though um our our restrictions have eased a little bit so as long as we wash our hands nicely i'm going to hold the hands of my partners first of all holding on my right hand is mr
1: graham riley hello graham Hello, Phil. It's, I've, I've, I've missed holding your hand. Um, it's great, great to be by your side as we uh, approach the end of everything that we know. Life, or, or just Sabrina Season 4? It's difficult to tell at the
0: moment. It's very difficult to tell. Mm, okay, bear with us on that, folks. Um, and holding on to my left hand very tightly, because he's a little nervous going out in the, the outside world, uh, is Mr. Chris Evans. Hello, Chris. Hi. Hi how are you doing, mate? Apart from giving me a tight old squeeze... I'm not squeezing you, mate. I just, I just have a strong grip. He's an absolute nice. unit. It's because, well, I guess you're a bit of a unit now because you have your own unit in which you live in these days, Chris. Isn't that right? This, this is correct, and that's what I've been doing today.
2: I've been sorting out the unit. I've been doing the electrics. It's been
0: amazing. Only one mild shock. <laughs> nice. Well, one another big shock for all of us is that this is the the debut. Episode that we're recording partly from your new house. Yes, this is true. You you are a homeowner now. Now two thirds of the podcast are homeowners now. So so Graham get get a
1: get a get a get a move on. Literally, Graham get a job where I'm actually a full time employee and would actually be able to get a mortgage. Is what you're oh, well, Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with
0: that in uh, in in today's circumstances. Yes. <laughs> However, um, enough about the depressing, dank, horrible world that we find ourselves in. Let's talk about the dank, horrible fictional world that we uh, we found ourselves talking about. Um, this episode. Well, funny enough, we're kind of doing this as a. Double whammy. Uh, the reason being is because first of all, episode twenty was so dog shit. We decided maybe we should just combine it with the next one, so at least the episode that we where we talk about it isn't going to be quite as dull. Um, so first of all, we are going to be talking about uh, episode twenty, which was entitled "She's Back," uh, and in this episode, uh, it was all about the what the person in question being back was cousin Amanda. She's come to cause more havoc as she has been over the past uh, few seasons um, and uh, yeah she seems to be fine but oh no she's got a plan to to steal Harvey uh, away from Sabrina Tut um, and we'll obviously be doing episode 21 shortly after that but let's, let's not dwell on that for now uh, this episode boys episode 20 before we jump into it um, I mean I didn't do a spoiler alert at the start I did class this episode as dog shit but uh, yeah we're all in the same boat with that right yeah it's pretty
1: pretty God, Gosh darn forgettable, I would say. <laughs> the, <laughs> Absolutely. The,
2: the the only thing that stood out was um, Zelda's costume. That was about it.
1: Mm, yeah,
0: there, there was a nice little bit of, of set there. You know, that's a great At set least...
1: as well. Yeah, great costume, had a great set. Mm. So yeah. anything that took place in the genie lamp um, was, I guess, worth paying attention to. But that was a mm. uh, subplot in the extreme. They may body the yeah. episode. You can really keep
0: yeah yeah this this was just a very boring episode where there was just uh, nothing really happened and even you know a bit where you're supposed to be going to you know they go to cloud nine later on in the episode you know there was just like no fun there like there was just any things that they set up apart from that like i said the the genie in a bottle sort of thing was 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 quite fun and, and at least aesthetically pleasing you know visually looked really nice but everywhere everything else was just oh it was just dull as dishwater and it's, it, yeah. it was it was it was a labor it was a it was a mm. 20
1: minute labor is what it was that's yeah. quite, that's quite quite a um, you know if you only have a 20 minute labor you've done pretty well to be honest <laughs> that's that's very true but yeah
0: we might as well just crack into it because this is going to be probably a bit of a swift chat um so episode 20 she's back opens on the Spellman gals awaiting cousin Amanda's impending visit with torture apparatus at the ready.
1: Oops, sorry, go ahead. apparatus or apparatus? Uh, I think appara- It's apparatus. Yeah, I think it's apparatus. Yes, in in our in our corner of the world. Okay, no, I, not I, a word I, I, always, I always just like to check because you are the the official sub sort of correspondent. I, I, for um, what's right? Yeah. I. I. I each of you do go down in my estimations each time you use an American pronunciation. So,
0: hmm. even if I ask beforehand,
1: or is it just me being stupid? Well, no, no. This, this is you. This is you learning, and this is you, you know, oh. bowing to my my, my my superior intellectual pronunciation skills. So, I deeply, deeply appreciate that. But I don't know the answer. <laughs> um, I, I I think I think it's apparatus in in, in British English, but I I don't know I, I think it's apparatus.
0: Okay. Well, what I'll do, guys, is uh, I'll put a, I'll put a poll uh, on our website. Um, where, uh, yeah, it would just be two choices apparatus or apparatus. Except you spell them a... both exactly the same,
1: so nobody will yeah, know which just... one to choose.
2: Yeah, exactly. It? That That is the worst poll. You'll just get a, a, a random smattering.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So, yeah, just vote for which one you think looks like the correct uh, pronunciation. Uh, the linen closet opens and outwalks a seemingly more mature grown-up Amanda, assisting that, as she is now a teenage witch, she is not the same bratty child she was just one season ago. Uh, she then heads downstairs and does a completely bizarre singing on top of a piano cabaret bit. Can we just skip that? God, yeah, man, that was awkward. What was going was- on? It was can, odd. Can,
2: no seriously. Can we literally just skip over that? We've mentioned it. We've
1: mentioned it. Move on. Yeah, what, it was, a, what it, it was, a strange I, decision. I, I think it was. Yeah, it was, it was in the, in the Drew Carey Dancing with Valerie school of just surreal. Why is this happening this? <laughs> you know what? I think they used the same lighting. They may have done. That. Yes, it's unsettling lighting too. It's a... <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I I don't know why. I don't know if. Maybe we all collectively hallucinated. It was very strange. <laughs> it
0: was, it was. Um, I'll tell you what we didn't imagine though was uh, Salem says she's back, which made me believe that obviously with that undoubtedly being the universal sign for this being potentially the best episode of Sabrina yet, because that's what happens to all um you know all episodes and films that quote what they're called so uh but yeah it could have been uh, further from the truth unfortunately
2: well and obviously that was a, a a reference to
0: uh poltergeist as well it's, Horror film. It certainly was. That was you just know. as terrifying as that piano bit. Yes, yeah, so you are right there, yeah. Chris. Yeah. Um, speaking of terrifying, um, uh, at the at this part part of the uh, episode, we, we, we long for that mirror gag that we don't get anymore. So uh, we've decided to take it upon ourselves to write our very own. So, uh, Graham, give us a, a costume change and a little gag, something to do with the episode and to do with what she's wearing. Go on, go.
1: So costume change, uh, you know, she's wearing a, a, a powdered wig, um, she's wearing, you know, uh, maybe like a snazzy, uh, waistcoat or something like that. Uh, and she's holding a, a conductor's stick. Um, and she says, I'm back now. Wow. You may be thinking real heads of the podcast may be thinking mm. that that is a joke I have told before on this podcast in the context of Arnold Schwarzenegger being asked which composer he wanted to play in a film and to that I say get a life first of all if you can remember that and second of all another old joke it's our podcast so fuck you um, and I think as well that, that you would be
0: wrong in in thinking that it was Grain that said that joke Because so I think it was it was one of mine I think
1: was it uh, I think yeah. it's just a joke that we both enjoy Um, neither neither of us wrote it though (laughs) let's let's be clear Um, (laughs) we're still at home where Sabrina
0: and Amanda are getting on like a mortal on fire and Hilda and Zelda are at the clock shop working or at least Zelda is trying to and Hilda is procast. I can't even say the word, pro- procrastinating. Suddenly there's a knock at the clock and there appears a genie's bottle. Nothing inside it other than them when they get sucked into it. Uh, and unlike Christina Aguilera Hilda has rubbed Zelda the wrong way and she declares hmm. the empty genie's bottle her new private office. Um, so there's a little gag there. Graham did a little. <laughs> so, it's a beautiful,
1: be- beautiful set. Kind of want to live in it. I think that would be a nice place to escape away to just to have a bit of quiet time to yourself. Hmm. Yeah,
0: nice little like massage my, therapy parlor. It looked looked a little bit like yeah, it was very nice.
1: My only qualm with this
2: endeavor is the bottle's arrival.
1: I can't remember how it appears.
2: The, oh, just, just it, out it the appears clock. from the clock, hmm. and it's like there's no purpose behind it. It just appears. It
0: yeah, because c- the, there's a label and it just says "please recycle." So it's not. So it's just someone has just left it. It's has uh, somebody
1: threw it into there. Um, time travelling clock. Just like, oh we'll get rid we'll, we'll get rid I of g- this chuck it out into the past. Can't be bothered recycling it. Kind of
0: like time-based fly tipping kind of. Yes, thing exactly. That, so.
1: <laughs> okay, got ya. Got you. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um I mean you would, wouldn't you? Just, you know, <laughs> just 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 chuck things just chuck things into, you know, 15th century Mesopotamia rather than, <laughs> you know, go to the bother go to the tip. We're we're now at the coffee shop which is called what, Chris? Beans Beans Hines. <laughs> beans. <Heinz. laughs> Okay, that, that, that's, that's a different one. So yeah, there's a, a, to... a old uh, baked bean related TV slogan for uh, non-British listeners. There we go. Sabine's so means Heinz. Uh, Harvey meets Amanda
0: again and Amanda meets Josh as well as her first and last cup of coffee. as uh, She heads back to Sabrina's bedroom and has her PA pen a fresh diary entry for her about meeting Josh and Harvey. And Salem's eavesdropping informs Sabrina that Amanda seems to now have a thing for Josh. Uh, she then writes a love letter and seals it with a kiss and a few sprays of Tutti fruity Gal. Smells nice. Uh, Zelda, meanwhile, warns everyone about meddling with her bottle as she begins using it for her office. But, obf, Hilda can't keep away. She gets sucked in, fiddles with the buttons, and ends up being trapped. Never fear, though, ladies, as the handy-dandy brush man is here to save the
1: day with his wide range of fabulous hairbrushes. I miss these guys. Door-to-door salesmen. Oh. Don't see many of them around anymore. What a no. what a wonderfully bleak existence. <laughs> What, what a, perfect, <laughs> a wonderfully what a existence. perfectly tragic way to live your life. It makes me, it makes me, it makes me sad that they, that they don't exist anymore. I think all those, I think all those stickers that people used to have in their doors, no canvases, no salesmen. Um, I think, I think they, they ultimately just, they just got stickered out of existence.
0: Yeah, it, it's kind of like when you put like a, 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 you know, a cross or some something holy to, to warn off like vampires and, and yeah, yeah. They've just all these salesmen have just gone. <laughs> and they've just taken their hoovers with them and, and then they've, they've fucked off. Meanwhile, Sabrina, Amanda and Harvey are playing Twister until Sabs gets a call from Josh. He's swamped and needs her in work immediately. She gets there to find the coffee house empty and Josh donning a moustache, ascot, evening jacket and a lob-on as he declares his love for Sabrina once more. Um, thankfully, uh, this is from a spell, though, as, as, as yeah. we find...
2: Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's from a spell or not. It's that moment of uh, I, I thought we'd, you know, uh, been
1: there, brewed that. I
0: just... He fucking said it.
1: It was. It was. It just incidentally said it. He didn't know it was the name of the coffee shop. Oh, um, well, that's the name of the coffee shop, Chris. Try and remember that. What? <laughs> <laughs> Two things. First of all, she expertly extracted herself from uh, the twister pile. Without compromising the games of Amanda and Harvey, they were able to continue, which mm-hmm. um, I liked, even though Harvey does almost instantly abandon the game as soon as Sabrina goes. Um, also, yeah, we wait a long time before learning that Josh is under a spell, and even if he is, this is still a creepy ass scene. Hmm. Yeah. I the most inappropriately, in a manner of speaking, the most inappropriately a spell has caused somebody to behave. Also, he does not rock a mustache anywhere near as well as Harvey, which proves that Harvey is the the OTP for Sabrina. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, with 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 a fine sort of furry lip like that. Uh, yeah, I mean,
0: to be honest, out of the two episodes, it's not the most creepy and desperate Josh gets. Uh, so mm. um, you know, it's, it's, that's still saying something. But yeah, yeah, it's kind of like an inappropriate thing because this is—it's like the spell has not only made him like I don't know, like elegantly horny or whatever, but he's also quite like just. Like a pest, isn't it? He? It's just yeah. like, give me a kiss, Sabrina. Come on, and then he's, you know, he he tries tries to engage in a dip kiss, yes. which I'm sure maybe got a little little whoop from you, Graham, but not not in the context he was no, in. No, no, not at all. I mean, you know, I, I, no, no, no. No one wants a forced yeah, dip, dip, dip kiss. Kisses
1: must be consensual. <laughs> that's
2: got, that's it. Yeah, you must. You must. You dip must, kisses are meant to be romantic, not predatory. You must
1: quite literally lean into it. You you know, it can't. You can't be dipped. You must be. You must participate in the dipping. Yeah, um, that's it. But yeah, he's but yeah, he's a, he's a scoundrel, isn't he? He's a cad. We found he
0: is. He is because we do spell. find it because we did find out. Yeah, he is under um, a cad spell. Um, I thought it was a cat spell. No, because the, their attempt at a joke would not not have really worked there, uh, Chris. Because it's cad spell, um, a spell which can only be broken by a slap and a declaration of him being called a said cad.
2: They really need
0: to pronounce their T's. Okay.
2: Yeah, but
1: the, the, the fault isn't Chris's here. The no, fault no. is with American English for pronouncing cat and cad the exact same way. If this was a British show... It would have been obvious.
0: But yeah, we're at home, um, however, and Amanda uh, gives Harvey her love letter, and Salem twigs that she's actually in love with Harvey. You know, Amanda doesn't have a thing for Josh. Um, Meanwhile, obviously, Josh is under the CAD spell, and he's broken out of it. Amanda, devastated by Harvey not loving her
1: back, sends them both to cloud nine. Tonight, you will be mine up on cloud number nine. As Brian Adams sang in roundabout this time period. Uh also, um,
0: Declan Donnelly, um, you know, in, in um uh, when they were still PJ and Duncan sung a song called Cloud Nine as well. Did he? Um, which um yeah. Where does not- Cloud
1: Nine come from? What what are clouds Well we learned that Cloud seven is storage, um during this episode. But where, where does cloud nine come from? What, what, why is there a numbered cloud where everything is great? Even Wikipedia doesn't know. Sabrina, angry at the ceiling, asks Salem for help in finding
0: Harvey. He suggests a spell, so she does the zapping and he does the incantation. And in poofs, Sherlock Bones lads. <laughs> uh, uh, Sabrina nat- naturally uh, tries to talk to the dog, but Salem points out that he is a dog and
1: obviously can't talk. That's <laughs> that was was very which funny. Which
0: it did did get a little bit of a laugh for that. I must that's say.
1: that's funny. A dog in clothes, needless to say, is funny, and uh, he's a good boy, isn't he? Oh, he's a very good boy. Did he yeah. have a pipe as well? I, I... I, I don't Surely they couldn't keep the pipe to the dog's mouth. I think if they did, it would be through very, very cruel means. No, he lids. didn't have a pipe. It'd be very cruel to tape a pipe to a dog's mouth. <laughs> but, but look how we're laughing about the thought of it. It's, it's, a, it's supposed to be a sick pipe. I, I kind of wish they did it because the dog's dead now anyway. You know, he, he would have gotten over it. I'm pretty I'm pr- pretty liberal about animal cruelty these days, if it's
0: funny. Sherlock Bones sniffs Harvey's jacket and leads her up to a staircase to cloud nine. Well, cloud seven first, but that's used for storage. Uh, Sabrina and Amanda Clash... Also, of
1: course, cloud storage now is a completely different thing. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I didn't actually think about that. Do you... That, that must have been a deliberate you want, you joke. You want to talk about predicting the future? That was that was nothing in 2000. That is sheer coincidence. Yeah,
0: but I, really though? Maybe? I, I don't know when... I want to know when it started. Cloud storage. But that's 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 quite funny. That's got to be a real joke. Like a deliberate joke, surely? Um, so Sabrina and Amanda clash and Harvey is pushed off of Cloud9 and into a wheelchair. And whilst his new girlfriend Amanda signs the paperwork, Sabrina does a runner or a wheeler uh, with... Harvey. Amanda burns through the door like an X-Men, and they both fire a freeze ray and turn Salem into a block of ice. A lot going on. Uh, Serena tears through the spellbook to find a spell to rid Harvey of Amanda's love. She finds the word desire, and it causes Harvey, torn shirt and all, to start, I, I guess, reenacting a scene from a streetcar named Desire.
1: Yeah, the what... yeah,
2: yeah. he was playing Stanley from a streetcar named Desire. One of
1: desire. the most... Um... Most critically uh, well-regarded performances in Hollywood history from Marlon Brando, and then uh, Nate Richard gets to have a go at it here for a bit. He does, and He's he just did. shouting
2: "Sabrina!"
1: Sabrina! So it was, it, was, it was a great performance. Great, given... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he does pretty well.
0: Yeah. So yeah, there we go. They, that was the no, no attempt of them do, doing a little little, little joke there.
1: Um, Which so... uh, the, the kids in 2000 really would have got this film from 1959
0: <laughs> or whatever. whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, P- well, it play,
1: no, plays, it's, plays it's, even older. I know it's a classic, but kids still learn it in English yeah. today. But
0: it, it's been used in education for, for mm. centuries. I mean, that, I mean that that's true. You know, it's 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 fucking really really old. But yeah, as you say, it, it it's a classic. People do know of it. Teenagers probably do are aware of the name at least. Um, it's not like the inspiration behind the name of our next episode, which is actually. Um, inspired by the title of a film from, like, 1953. So, obviously, pretty, pretty standard for Sabrina there. Uh, Whilst all this is going on, Zelda's genie bottle is gradually getting more and more filled with more salesmen, Boy Scouts, and even Dreamer in, yet again, another wasted appearance and a poor-ass paycheck. Uh, She's just hovering around for no real reason, goes in, I think she says, like, oops, and then she's silent for the rest of the episode so wasted. we've talked about this far too much for us really to care about it at this point but uh, yeah a character that's just and an actress as well just wasted so
1: much uh in Phenomenal this but all that they, that they bothered paying her to turn up to do so little. Yeah. I know they'll film, like, probably scenes from different episodes on the same day and things, but the amount of, like, almost wordless cameos she has in episodes is unreal. Yeah.
0: Particularly seeing, like, it seems like all it was leading up to was oh, Dreamers here, she's a witch, she'll help us, and she just makes it worse. But, like, that's... Uh, and then that's it. That it's kind of like, it just led up to that, and... Oh, boy. Um, after a wild back and forth between the two witches just, you know, shouting and doing magic to, you know, what, whatever, um, Sabrina realises that the, the only way to make Amanda fall out of love with Harvey is to mature her to a point where she's literally outgrown him. Uh, so she pops her in a plant pot, covers her in mulch, and grows a plant out of her head. All to, if IMDB is to be believed, What a Girl Wants by Christina Aguilera.
1: Oh, you bastard. I was gonna do the guess what Oh yeah oh, so, so, pop song they used. Sorry, oh. And it was gonna be funny because you've already been talking about oh. Aguilera because of Genie in the bottle.
0: Oh, oh I never sorry mate, I ruined I ruined that do, do I don't blame you, I blame
1: I blame the IMDB tribute. Oh
0: sorry. I never, num- For a lot I of never things, normally look including. onto it. I was just like, Oh, what's what's this? I just stumbled on it. During the course of this, uh, I, th- I think Amanda's supposed to get a little bit taller, but, yeah, she just grows a flower out of her head, and that's her blooming into a more mature uh, mature woman, I guess. Do they have to cut the flower out? Do they have to pull it out by its roots out of her head? We <laughs> see this, do we? <laughs> that's it. You know, they cut the head off, but it doesn't. You know, if you don't get the roots, yeah, just more and more, more weeds are just going to spring out. Of it. Oh, God, what a mess. Yeah. Maybe, maybe all that's going to happen is the only way to get rid of it is, is for Seal to, to come in and, and serenade you. Well, it's not a rose, but you know, now now it's that a flower a now a... that a flower is in bloom, the light hits a room.
2: Yeah, that entire <laughs> bit just I, I think
1: I fell asleep. What join join a kiss a rose? Yeah. You can't, can't fall asleep during a kiss from a rose, I mean that's that's a rousing song. A rousing. Uh, well, 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 it's a very sexy song, of course it is. <laughs> it is, um, yeah. I just wanted to make sure that's, that you did say the right thing. So,
0: yes, you are right, Graham. It is a very arraising song. Because it makes me think of Batman Forever, the sexiest <laughs> film ever made. Um. I mean, of course, <laughs> you can't go wrong with a set of bat nips, can you? So, uh, yeah, no, that's, exactly. that is very arousing. Um, yeah. I uh, hope. But yeah, yeah, through this, uh, you know, a uh, blossoming, I guess, of Amanda, uh, she realises that she enjoys being a kid too much and therefore doesn't want to be bogged down with a uh, with a boyfriend. Uh, Sabrina then gets sucked into the bottle vortex. Amanda goes home and Salem is the only hope of freeing all the trapped bastards. So like a cat, he naturally knocks it over and smashes it because he's not getting
1: what he wants. Um, what a cat wants. <laughs> Sorry, was that cat or cad? <laughs> <You> wanna... <laughs> well, we know what a cad wants and we, we don't want to talk about that. No, yeah, please, let, let's stop, stop focus there. Uh, the credits
0: roll and Sabrina and Harvey are enjoying a nice date at uh, makeout point until there's a knock at the window and it's Amanda breaking up with Harvey. And then, probably one of the best lines probably in the season, uh, Harvey says, Sabrina, do you ever feel like you black out and miss huge parts of the day? abuse he
1: goes through to keep up her charade of being immortal. It's not, It's not. you don't really talk about it that much. It's not very nice, is it? When we talk about, oh, they're such a lovely couple and things, but no, she is keeping a pretty you know, substantial surely true love, you're 100% honest with each other, and she's keeping a very substantial uh, part of her reality, secret from him, and inflicting major cognitive distance upon him in the process. If he wasn't so easygoing and dimwitted, he would probably be, as we've seen Mr. Craft be at times, completely falling to pieces internally about what the hell is going on. Yeah, and and speaking of,
0: um, I guess there were getting to the near of this season when they were writing it and thinking, oh, shit, we forgot about Mr. Craft the last few episodes, so uh, let's do one episode where we more or less completely morally kill him off. So, um, so it's, yeah, also, boys, at the, when we get to the end of, of each episode, we usually do a, a quick little review about it. Obviously, we, we've kind of given our thoughts at the top of this episode. It was just... Boring, dull. There was, there's one or two maybe funny bits, but I think if I hadn't have written notes, I would have instantly forgotten that this episode even existed. Um, however, fear not, we do have a review that we can read about this particular episode, um, written once again by uh, not friend of the show, fiend of the show, uh, Mr. <laughs> uh, Raven Glam DVD Collector. Uh, Chris, you 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 uh, you left uh, the the they had to leave the last episode that we did where we did talk about Mr. Raven Glam DVD collector and being true to yourself, you've probably not listened back to the episode since, so it's, it's fine. That's very true. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, th- this this was just a review um, from someone who their their kind of mission, if you if if you will, is just to only review TV shows and movies that feature attractive women in them. Uh, and he's... Oh, a... a misogynist! How nice! Yeah, yeah, it... but, he, he, but it's alright, he's not, he's he's not been a misogynist, he's been supportive, because he's written loads of quotes about the ten cutest women in cinema, he's,
1: you know, he's, he's very appreciative of the female form, I'll have you know, Chris. He is, he is a misogynist, but as I've pointed out, Chris, uh, before, his criteria for watching a film is it has an attractive woman in it, and... Film and television being what they are, they tend to cast very attractive people in just
0: about everything. Mm. But yeah, so th- this is another review. Three stars out of ten, this this particular one, chaps. And this was written about a year ago, I think. Um, welcome back, Emily Hart, as the mischievous cousin Amanda, the only... Real spark of life in this shambles of a series. Back in the earlier seasons, it was clear that Melissa was a big old bore compared to her little kid sister Emily, and that's understandable. Just check on Wikipedia how old Melissa Joan Hart actually was. A whole life long playing uh, kids, she was like ancient, and it shows. After Sabrina the Teenage Witch came an animated series with Emily as Sabrina, and Melissa as the two sisters, voices only, of course, and Sabrina was much younger. Uh, the tw- I think. The way it should have been with the TV series, Emily Hart as Sabrina, Melissa as Aunt Hilda, and somebody marginally older as Zelda. The show could have been a whole lot cooler, of course, only if Nate Richard was never included in the package. The dorkiest TV stars ever, Cavalier, Ray, and Nate Richard, they are like Z list celebrities. They make me want to switch off. It doesn't take much to understand why two such unappealing people are so unpopular with me. They are dorky characters. That wimpy performance by that Nate is so off-putting it sets the sexual revolution its proper perspective. He's a big old girl's blouse. Actually, the second time he's actually referred to him as a girl's blouse. Um, Anyway, in tonight's episode, Emily Hart is... Back to throw some spark into the otherwise dull proceedings. You will notice my low score. Not even Emily can save this mess. Look at all those unattractive characters. Little girls loved this show. What for? Little girls were obviously parked in front of the TV set. Mummy sighed a sigh of relief for 30 minutes of rest and bought into the advertising products, or something like that, for on merit alone this show is actually a stinker. The characters are vapid and shallow and self-centered in an unattractive display of me, 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 me. To explain myself, I saw Melissa in Drive Me Crazy on DVD, as did we, and green-lighted buying the entire kids series because season one looked promising and the boxes looked cute. I have been known to be wrong. I think I am the staunchest critic of this TV series in the entire world. I could just pour a vat of vinegar over the entire cast. Little Emily excluded, of course. Sad face. Okay, there was a girlfriend of Sabrina in the first season that I liked. In conclusion, a final thought. Melissa Joan Hart, act your bloody age. A teenager playing a prepubescent Clarissa explains it all, a twenty-something playing a school kid while her kid sister was much more suitable choice. Okay, perhaps Emily was too young for the responsibility back then, but Melissa sure could have taken lessons in perkiness from her. Three stars. He must
1: hate every teenage show ever made. (laughs) Because they're very rarely played by uh, actual teenagers, are they? I wonder if Mister Mister Raven Lamb DVD collector
0: has ever looked at John Huetas' Wikipedia page to find out that he's, you know, he's, he's a thirty-year-old war veteran.
1: <laughs> so like, you know. he's, he's born in the. You think like, like John Huettus like born in the fucking nineteen sixties? Born in nineteen sixteen by nineteen sixty. <laughs> born in nineteen sixty by God nine. If he's born in nineteen sixteen, boy, that'd be another. That'd be another it looks issue. Great. I'd, I w-
0: I'd want his skincare uh, regime. Well, there we go, boys. That that was episode twenty. As you said, it um uh, it was an absolute stinker. Fortunately. Uh, the the next episode, episode twenty one, um is um yeah is is marginally a, you know a, a little bit better you know at least some. Do you know what's to guess what it's there. about? Um, well, go on then. Episode twenty one, boys. Um, it's called the four faces of Sabrina. What do you think it's about?
2: I'm gonna go with she ends up accidentally splitting herself into four to please
1: everyone else. Mm, that's very specific, Chris. That's good. Okay. Um, uh, Graham. I'm going to go with um, she is has a spell cast today where she becomes the professional wrestler Mick Foley, and she has to portray each of his four faces. Mm, good. So, so um,
0: uh, you know, you're stepping away from the the body horror. I thought that's where you were going to go with it. Maybe that she has
1: four faces. He did have a lot of body horror in his wrestling career, didn't he? Had his ear torn off and all sorts. Mm. So. Uh, not entirely. No. Well, uh, well. Uh, surprisingly, um, Chris,
0: you were absolutely a bob on uh, in episode twenty-one. Absolutely, sh- I'm shocked. The uh, episode twenty-one, the four faces of Sabrina. Yeah, um, in, in an effort to please everybody about what they want, um, you know, for her to go to university to, You know, after she graduates, um, yeah, she literally splits into four. She's torn asunder, and uh, in an effort to yeah, just make everybody else uh, happy. Again boys in in usual fashion now we used to jump into these episodes. Um yeah, what what did you think of this one first of all before we we do dive into it. I I personally thought this was going back to a bit more classic Sabrina something a bit daft, something uh magical and at the end of the day something something harmless and and
1: and, and you know quite fun. It just had so much purpose to it compared with everything else we've seen this season. Um yeah, like it had the full cast, which is very very rare now. Um and you know there was a very definite sort of thrust to the plot. You could really tell we're working towards the end of the season and quite a sort of a dramatic thing. All the the moving parts that have been established but never really built upon um, during the season were all in play at once. It was almost kind of overwhelming in a way. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite quite enjoyed it. Quite enjoyed it a lot actually. Quite enjoyed it
2: yeah, a lot. Yeah, I I actually agree with Graham. It's there was a. L- there was a lot going on in reference to to what should have been happening throughout this entire season, but it all happened in one episode. That's just and it. Was... That, I think, and that that that's my qualm with it. It was it's like that. It's almost as if uh, they they've saved it all to the end, when in reality they could have quite easily spread it out across across quite a few. I mean, they 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 could have done uh, four different episodes. On the four different campuses, which she
1: goes to with the four different people, I mean you know the budget, Chris it would just be the cafeteria in uh, with different uh, well, p- but... with different posters <laughs> you know what I'd have taken that I mean it was bittersweet I think because it showed you what the season could have been if they were more committed to uh, any kind of a um, continuing part which they acted like they may have been in the beginning but again, this is a discussion we've had. Mm. Endlessly, but yeah.
2: Just out of curiosity, is Dreamer got a witch's license?
1: No,
0: that, that 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 was kind of like the whole purpose of like her existing in the season was that she was on her way to getting her um, witch's license, and um, Sabrina was to be her. Um, her quizmaster, it, it kind of, you know, her supervisor to to help her to help her. Yeah. Get there.
2: Okay. Cool. I just I was just checking that we've not heard anything on that whatsoever no, for a no, while. No, and,
0: and I, I've I've said this a couple of times. I think that's that's. I mean, the witch hunter thing was cool, but it, I, I, you know, it, that that's kind of just just a th- like a a plot point, you know, for that could have obviously been better. But I would have really liked to have seen Sabrina actually mature a bit as a witch to see her being this you know, this learner witch in the first couple of series, but now actually showing that, um, yeah, she's still capable of making mistakes and um, whatnot, but she's actually taking responsibility if she knows what it takes to be a witch and actually training someone up to be a witch, you know, I think it's a huge, huge waste of opportunity there. So the episode opens on Hilda and Zelda sorting out their daily post, which contains a horrific amount of bills. What the fuck are these witches paying for? Uh, Sabrina, meanwhile, asks if there's any post for her. There ain't. But of course, there's a magical toast post for her, and it's from the Other Realm University. Uh, But before we we press on, chaps, we must discuss the elephant in the room.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, we must discuss that, though, because is this elephant really in the room? Very much looks like it is.
0: Yeah it it's it seems like they actually brought an elephant, or, or or they brought the set to the elephant. Um, again, we're not too sure. Or the
1: or they, or they threw the set at the elephant. No, 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 they, they threw, threw, the threw the set, the set at, at the, the elephant.
0: elephant. Got you. Yeah, that's how it ended up in there. They and could it could
1: have brought the set to the elephant, I suppose. It really just seem like you just brought an elephant there. Yeah. Do you think there was an elephant at the studio for another reason? Like, hey, bring him over here. We... Oh my god! There's an elephant on the set. Quick, somebody write an elephant gag so we can bring him here. <laughs>
2: yeah. You know what? It wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if there was already an elephant on on mm. on the lot. <laughs> already
1: an elephant on the payroll. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: You know what? Yeah. Fuck it. It's Hollywood. It's L. A. Why not? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it. def I mean, it was clear that that elephant was a stinky elephant because because it, it had urine on it.
1: Oh, it did. Yes, it did. Oh, is that one of those jokes that you
2: think's funny?
0: No, that, that's actually one I didn't write. That's just one of just that just pops in my head, you know, because because you're in in terms of you're you're in
1: you're in. As in no, 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 in, no, no, no. I I understood the joke. It should have should have been a cow, shouldn't it? I mean, one, it would have been easy to on to set, and also, it's from the other realm. So <laughs> that's uh... that's that's very very, uh, very true. But yeah, yeah. Again, not too sure whether this was a real
0: elephant. I very much think it is. However, the thing I do want to kind of like suss out is. What do we think happened next? Because because there's a little bit involving the elephant and and um, Salem. Is this real trunk cat puppet, fake trunk real cat, fake trunk fake cat, or real trunk real cat? I'm gonna go with fake fake, fake fake.
2: I'm gonna go with real fake,
1: real trunk fake cat. Okay, uh, I mean yeah, I mean actually, I'm gonna go with real trunk cut off of the elephant. and deployed as some sort of grotesque puppet
0: yeah kind of just yeah cut the trunk off use it as some sort of like sleeve um yeah and then just uh, just throw a real cat around the room is that what you thought um and then again we get to that point in the episode where we we like to do our own little little mirror gag and uh, chris actually um only noticed my very admittedly very late text to him uh, before recording about you're doing the second mirror gag uh he's had about Forty-five minutes or so to, to to kind of cobble one together. So, so to Chris, mirror gag, go.
2: No, no, no. I, I, I've got one. Oh, it's okay. absolutely awful, but uh, it will suffice. Okay, great, great. So, mirror gag, mirror, 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 mirror. Costume change, costume change, and then the last outfit. Okay, there's another Sabrina in the mirror, Ooh. in a different outfit. Oh, shit. And facing away from her. Oh, no. And then she turns to the camera and says, I always wondered what my stunt double's hair looked like.
1: I mean, there is a stunt double Sabrina in this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is. There very much is. Somebody with similar hair, but it's clearly not her. Mm. Exactly. See?
2: It's not funny, <laughs> but it's relevant. Glad you're aware. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm glad you're realistic <laughs> with, with our expectations, Chris, yeah. Um, yeah. And still at home and Zelda is trying to calm down an anxious Willard on the phone who's worried the school board won't renew his contract. <laughs> Seems like the school board are producing this show too, am I right? Oh... Mm. Anyways Zelda has brought an uh, bought an ORU t-shirt for Sabs to show off her acceptance, acceptance into other realm university. So naturally she wears this Alien University shirt to work, where Josh reveals that with a few clicks and that old fangled internet ticker, Sabrina has also been accepted into Emerson College, and he gifts her a chunky sweatshirt that he's pre-bought for her at any super site to go to university with her. Sabrina then returns home to find Harvey on the couch holding two letters from Boston College because, yes, you guessed it, they both got accepted. Um, we then get a guest appearance um, of of, of a, a character that's been absent for most of this season. I think their name was Actual Joke. Uh, because Harvey says to Sabrina, Actual Joke guys, why are you wearing an Emerson sweatshirt? And Sabrina says, it's to go with my Lake and
1: Palmer sweatsock. Emerson, Lake and Palmer, of course, a, a progressive rock uh, super trio. Super super group supergroup of the 1970s which again very very relevant to our 12 year old audience in 2000 yeah um john hueettas would
0: have seen them live at some point he <laughs> would I'm not going to lie to you, that
2: joke went right over my head because I have no idea who Lake and Palmer are.
0: Went right over your head like a sweatshirt. Um, In the yard, meanwhile, Mr. Kraft is barbecuing some free governmental meat. Uh, Meat that is so tough is knife
1: snaps in half, which did make me laugh. Um, Was there a meat surplus in the 2000s? And the government gave out meat. I don't understand this joke. No, I, I just, I just
0: thought it was funny because he loves meat and he was grilling everything that he had all, all in one go. I didn't know whether it was kind of he like He
1: meat, but he hates the government. So it was supposed to be an interesting. moral dilemma. Wasn't, wasn't foot and mouth a thing around about now? It was in the UK. I don't know if that really took off in, in the. Uh, no, okay. I don't think it was as popular there. We loved it. Yeah, oh yeah, didn't we? yeah. But, yeah um, oh, we, we had a, we had a really great enjoyed time. it. Had a great time.
0: Uh, no, I, I thought it was maybe it was like they'd actually let him go uh, or they were trying to like the school board had just said, you know, um, have it, some
1: government, it, meat. have some meat. That, uh, you know. <laughs> we, couldn't, we, couldn't, we couldn't spring for a, a, a gold watch. So have some government meat, <laughs> <laughs> some governmental meat. Yeah, he's
0: upset about the school board not returning any of his calls and Zelda tries to comfort him. Uh, speaking of comfort, Hilda tries to comfort Sabrina by telling her to take a gap year. only made worse by her getting into John Adams College too. But she says, I can't get excited about that because I've already disappointed four people in my life.
1: I like how her getting into Adams is very quickly glossed over. So the final twist you don't see coming because you always forget that that's another of her options. Absolutely, yeah. Because uh, she's mentioned Adams before when
0: she was um, in meetings with the uh, the counselor, the, you know, talking about the, her her college counselor, and whatnot. And she said, like, you know, want to go to Adams, great college. She just needed um, something to do with the arts,
1: um, you know, and that's why she did the dancing, wasn't it? With with Duke, yes. And uh, reading ahead, of course, we know that the final three seasons, the college years. She does go to Adams. She does certainly. So yeah, so it's just so that's what Hilda suggests that she should
0: just take a year out on her own, just go mad and uh, travel the universe. But the, the, she goes to a specific destination as well, which is a bit who a bit are. Uh, Mr. Craft, meanwhile, storms round at 5 30 of the AM and starts chatting shit to Zelda, who suggests that they have a little break. He goes to leave and ploughs into Hilda. He threatens to sue, and Zelda throws him out. And uh, yeah, that, that really, really escalated quickly.
1: It's an off screen automobile accident between Hilda
0: and Mr. Craft. Yes, Hilda's just coming in, he's just coming out. Uh, but yeah I mean we've I've, I've re- we we'll, we'll get more into mr craft just being more and more dastardly um throughout this episode but, but as I said just um you know a few moments ago that I just feel like they've thought oh shit we need to wrap up mr craft um let's just make everyone hate him and just disregard him so then you know he's not in the last episode or or obviously seasons going forward um because this is the last appearance of of um martin mull so we'll 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 chat about about him we'll chat about him at at the end of the episode sake. um but yeah it it just feels like the like right we haven't really got any plans for mr craft we've just got to make him make everyone just hate him and just him from their lives. We can't have anything to do with Mr. Craft going forward because Hilda and Zelda are just not going to even mention his name for the next three seasons. See,
2: I, I thought what was actually happening was that um, they were making everyone hate him so that he could turn up and, uh, um, what's that word, relearn or uh, reinvigorate his career by attending Adams University with Sabrina and be mm. be a classmate. I thought that would have been funny.
1: That would be great. That would be great. Sadly, we don't get that. No.
0: Yeah, it's it's and as well, like I know, uh, like Mr. Kraft. I know he's a meanie. um, You know, he's very opinionated, but he's always been so sweet and gooey, round Zelda. And and I just feel like I I guess it kind of works with this character a little bit. How the the only thing that's really made him snap towards Zelda is to do with his career as being a school principal or vice principal or whatnot is the most important thing to him because it gives him that authority that he's, he so needs through his broken childhood and, and adult life. Um, so without without that, he's, he's, he's nothing. But still, though, for him just to really, really chat shit to Zelda and stuff, it's kind of...
1: It's a part of a character that I never really wanted to, to see, really. No, you don't really want to see... Because, like, you know, Zelda is performing um, what you what they would call nowadays emotional labour I Mm. I would say Uh, you know she's really trying to be there for him during this tough time where he might be losing his job and he's just shitting on her I think it's the most genuinely nasty and horrible rather than cartoonishly just kind of like the crusty old principle that we've Mm. ever seen Mr. Craft be like he's properly properly not nice and one thing you could say about Mr. Craft was that he loved his Zuzu that he did and yeah not anymore not in this episode he is just Kind of just, I mean, he's trying to escape and eat it because he does still want to be with her. Seemingly. But, yeah, she's really doing everything she can to be there for him and being a bollocks.
0: But, I mean, a few hours later, Zelda begins gushing about how much of a great time Sabrina will have at uh, Other Realm U. Harvey invites her to the Boston Uni Stadium to hang out and just pretend to be sports correspondents. Uh, Josh invites her to Cape Cod for the weekend because he's a creep. And Hilda gifts Sabrina a free pass to Uranus. (laughs) It's a free uh, rail pass to Uranus. Yeah, but saying rail pass doesn't sound as, as, as... a bit no, yeah. A little bit she,
1: she, she She's going to Uranus via rail. She's going to rail Uranus. It, she's going to about... rail Uranus, And, yeah. uh, you know, I think it's about time somebody ran a train on Uranus, to be quite honest with you. So, uh, I'm, I'm pleased that you mm. can get a rail pass. That's I a... wonder
2: if it's steam. I wonder if it's a steam train on Uranus. Yeah, full
0: steam ahead to Uranus, maybe. Um... I wonder how many tunnels there are, actually, in Uranus. <laughs> I wouldn't know what to wear. Is it cold in Uranus? I wonder if it's a little
1: bit compact in Uranus. Look, well, we've made too many cracks about Uranus now. Let's uh, let's move
0: on. Um she goes mad and wishes that she could please everyone in her life and she ends up splitting into four people and go and they all go off in their separate ways. Salem Salem ends up traipsing throughout the house, spotting Sabrina agree to attend colleges and plans with everyone, even uh, backpacking with uh, Hilda. Salem consults the spellbook, and due to her indecisiveness, Sabs has been torn literally in part uh, apart, trying to please everyone. The next day, she spotted with each person trying her best to please them all and appealing to them, even dressing to appeal to them. Uh, she then manages to invite everyone to attend the prom with her, including Josh again with that creepy, desperate approach and uh, and smile. Why,
2: why, why would he go to a high school prom? It's not on.
1: Because he's a creep. It's not on. Josh has only really recently outed himself as a creep. I think it's a, mm. in in the run-in where they really have tried to ramp up the whole uh, love rival thing. But the fact that Josh has been established as so much older... It doesn't work. He would have needed yeah. to have been another. You know, they could have had. They could have had a boss character who maybe could have filled the role that Mr. Kraft used to ru- used to fill, of mm. being kind of you know the ball buster, the you know uh, cantankerous authority figure who's ruining their fun. And there could have been another junior worker at the coffee shop who's maybe about her age that she could have you know had a had a thing with. But yeah, now they've established Josh is older. He's a college boy and he's hitting on this high school girl and he wants to come to a prom. Now. Now. nonce. And I guess the joke's on him, really, because
0: it's it's just a fake Sabrina that's only really appealing to him. But, you know, this this is what you find out over the next sort of few minutes, that, you know, all these different Sabrinas have specific outfits that are closely, and when they get to the prom, exactly sort of like, pretty much mimicking who, who they're um, with at the time. Um, and they're all acting and speaking very differently to each directly appeal to each of these people. So... Um, Salem forgets that she should warn Hilda and Zelda and instead just watches four different Sabrinas, all dressing differently with four different people, all getting ready for the prom with each set of four people. Again, just, um, as mentioned before, throughout this episode, I think this is brilliantly shot and pieced together and edited, you know, it does look pretty seamless, all these Melissa Joan Harts going across all various different screens and nicely cutting into each of them. Uh, Harvey is obviously the first one to be perplexed, followed by Brad, who squeals upon seeing three different Sabrinas pass him. Um, Again, we see Brad a couple of times in this episode just being horrifically confused about seeing Sabrina walk past him many, many times.
1: There's a scene uh, in the coffee shop where he first encounters two separate Sabrinas, and he's so astonished he briefly sits in a woman's lap. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and it, it's quite subtle because you don't do a big whoa it's like they, they literally just have time to make eye contact and go fuck's going on <laughs> and then it changes scene yeah which I, I found that i think so funny.
0: that that, that I, and uh, i don't know whether you know are Gray, but yeah it's it it clearly worked in his in his best interest because that that um that girl he sits on 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 the lap of um is actually at prom with him oh so i it's, didn't it's... i
1: didn't i didn't see that that's even more subtle gaggery that i approve of greatly yeah. Wonderful
0: yes, yeah, he's um he sat at the table with her um, oh, when he just when yes. he does see the several Sabrina's. Yes, walk past okay, him.
1: my I, I was already quite a fan of this episode, but my it's gone further up in my estimations now. That's great.
0: Three Sabrinas, and eventually a fourth, all head together to the Pooh Realm, uh, where they find each other and begin deliberating who the real Sabrina is, or rather, what would the real Sabrina want. Uh, that eventually do all come together. And create one hell of an ugly dress. I thought, I thought the, I thought the touch on the dress was was very clever. Like it's it was clever. Perfect, it's a perfect combination of of all the all the different styles. Oh no 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 no! Don't, don't don't get me wrong. Yeah yeah yeah. No,
2: I understood uh, the the metaphor, if you will, of the the different uh, mm. parts of Sabrina all coming together. But I'm just stating a fact that it was an ugly
0: dress. It was. It was. It, it was very iridescent, wasn't it? It was very uh, very
1: peculiar. Hang on! You have relatively simple words that we give you to say, and you're like, "Oh, the the dead." And then you just said "iridescent," just <laughs> with, with 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 the utmost ease. What's going on? You're just trolling us, aren't you? You can talk really. You just pretend not to to annoy us. I've just I've just been doing a bit. That's all. Yeah, been doing a bit th- these past four years. It's not, four it's not years. All right. It's not four all
0: right. years. Uh, it's all been paying off to here, boys. Well done. Um, I was going to say, yeah, so, so while they're all in the cubicle, um, obviously gradually all the characters are getting um, a little confused about, uh, you know, no, Sabrina arrived with me. Sabrina was with me. No, Sabrina was my date. And actually something that does lead through this finally, you know, um, you know, we get this, this kind of like, characters that you see in seasons. It was kind of, a, this reminded me of a little bit of like Game of Thrones in the sense, you've got these characters who have been separated and they finally come together to, to blows. And it's like, Oh shit. And it's been about half a season since Harvey and Josh have really connected with each other or been next to each other. Yes. And they kind of clash in a way of uh, Josh, obviously thinks he's on a date with Sabrina. Obviously Harvey knows he's, he's on a date with Sabrina and They look like they're almost going to have a bit of a bust-up.
1: But Harvey's too nice to fight.
0: Josh in particular puffed his chest up a bit, you know, to kind of square off
1: to old Harvey and... Man, it's uh, yeah, it, it was. I got really excited to see them both clash because I knew yeah. it was going to be awkward. No, and, a, a, a it, it was a moment. They've, they've kept them apart nicely, I think, for it to be a moment when they face off. It, it was a bit weird seeing Harvey do a whole Sabrina's my gal. It's kind of a bit possessive and weird, but that is how teenage boys are. So yeah, so I was, I was genuinely really, really hoping
0: that you know Harvey was going to take a swing and and you know wipe that smarmy fucking face of Josh's. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, not.
1: Didn't really want to see that mainly because if josh had been like a creep all the way through then yeah but i i think it would be unearned because they've only recently established josh as this as any kind of a a creep and That's even true, so yeah. even so it seems kind of so disingenuous when he acts that way uh, yeah but i mean from 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 a from a smarmy face to a, just a fucking farce
0: uh, mr craft is sporting a neck brace and crutches and he's determined to sue hilda for all she's worth he says um even sort of ask, talks again shit to zelda again to say like oh back off oh um you know whatever i'm uh, you know i'm looking to to make all this money off hilda and zelda finally snaps when again there's something to do with this this bloke that she used to genuinely really, really love and, um, you know, share her life with is just asking, you know, trying to ruin her sister's
1: life. And she just calls him, like, I don't know the exact words, but she just calls it basically like, he's just a worm. If anybody was going to put craft in his place, it should be the people he's most consistently been horrible to, like Sabrina or Harvey, rather than Zelda, who he's always been nice to up until this moment where all of a sudden he's acting... Nasty with her. Yeah, and, and and that's what I mentioned before. Like, I mean, it,
0: it just kind of makes sense for Mister Kraft to to really become horrible when faced with losing his job. But it's it's just not nice to see him being literally just a heartless prick to someone again that kind of melted, the, you know, the, his, his heart a bit, you know, with, with Zelda.
1: A lot of his growth as a character has come through Zelda, and he's regressing completely to her and she's suffering as a result of him regressing you know like yeah it's it's not
0: consistent with his character but i guess it's kind of consistent to the character that they had on paper before they yeah brought this character to life but yeah it's 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 not it's not the craft that we that we have come to know and and greatly fall in love with um i I mean good places any that that's the last time that we do see um mr craft on this episode and and certainly in, in in the entire show and uh, you know we, we were we were quite devastated by um you know Mr. Poole leaving at the end of the end of season 1 and i, I remember thinking when when Mr. Craft was introduced in season 2 i was like mm, it's going to take a while for him to really fill that hole that um that Paul you know had had brought into the show but my god i think Martin Moore has easily been the best Character and best actor on this show. I think there's never been a, perfor- a performance of his that I haven't enjoyed. It's um it's 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 been yeah my favorite part of this entire show. Um, and yeah, and and will podcast easily. I think he's
1: a, a first rate comic performer, uh, Martin Mull. Um, yeah, I think Craft as a character for somebody who's not in every episode and you know isn't a focal point of the show has nuances and layers it's been very interesting watching him evolve and seeing his slightly more sensitive side and seeing what has created his warped psyche um i think he communicates a very um relatable in a way kind of picture of a a middle-aged man who in so many ways is still a child but in a Mm. very boorish middle-aged kind of a way yeah, he's been a fantastic character to watch, and he's always been fantastically portrayed. He's, he's a character that has
0: um, not only been incredibly, wonderfully acted and brought to life, but the it's like that like the writers have actually generally done a lot of work in, in into his character. We've seen so many different sides, so many subtle remarks, like subtle jokes that have been made to him or by him, which really do paint a grand picture of of
1: of, of his life. They love of- writing him. You can tell.
0: It is a shame that they've this
2: that this is the way that we're we're saying goodbye to Mr. Craft in this episode. Mm. Basically, they've written it so that everyone dislikes him again. Whereas, that, like like you said, we're on paper the the character on paper, and then as times progressed, he has evolved, and we've got attached, and we've seen the various different sides and different parts of Mr. Kraft and then lo and behold the last time we see him he's reverted back to the uh, the kind of a jackass really yeah what, what what they could have done is just made it that he got a job as a principal in another state
1: I mean he's never stopped mm. being nasty and selfish and petty and I think aspects of that should have been incorporated into how he was sent off in the end but also we mm. have seen him become a bit more, a bit warmer, and a bit more fonder of the people around him, of the rest of the cast, in particular Zelda, of course. So, yeah, it would be nice if I don't know there was there was something of a um, sort of a, a sort of bittersweet kind of send off where he kind of gets something of a comeuppance, but also we see that he's he he does have some redeeming qualities, So the redeeming qualities that he's been shown to have particularly during this season, played a part in how he how he left.
0: Yeah, it, you know, kind of like, you know, maybe he didn't get his job as a principal and he was a bit of a jackass throughout the episode and Zelda was like, oh, well, we should break up or whatever. But then at the end, during the time, he apologises. He's like, I've, I've in, in not being vice-principal, I found that, um, you know, my life's calling is this I want to go and do this and move Zel- Zelda will you come with me no no I can't I've got to be here for Sabrina and then he kind of leaves on a bit of a Um, it's always Sabrina you know kind of like because like he still generally despises Sabrina doesn't matter you know like how how nice a yeah. warming he is so it would have been nice for him just to still be mean in the sense of he still hates Sabrina Yeah. but you know has a nice little send off Martin Moore we raise our a glass of bourbon and a and a steak right your off. name Gover- or gov- governmental steak she walks out the-, the bathroom it's all good she finds her aunts Harvey and Josh and she then announces her formal decision that she's decided that she really really wants to go to, to John Adams uni and everyone is being very very happy for her and she's mortified that she should have just been honest um, the credits roll and uh, Hilda and Zelda discuss trashing Willard's car and Salem finally delivers the gut-wrenching news that the cable is out until Tuesday um, the cable and dare I say the network is out uh, now because yeah um, we're about to reach the final episode of this uh, show being on ABC ABC there you go chaps that is the uh the end of our penultimate episode of season four episode 21 entitled uh the four faces of sabrina like i said yeah i think uh, this this episode was was a lot of fun very sort of uh, both subtle and very sort of fun jokes with, with everyone involved it was very daft very magical uh and as you said yeah it just had that classic sabrina feel of all oh, the whole gang back together for for almost one final romp and uh yeah, definitely a memorable episode that sits there with I think one of the one of the better ones um, that's been in this season. I just thought it was yeah it was a it was a pleasure and a, and a, a nice comfortable joy to watch. I thought it was Raven Glam DVD collector did not um, leave a review for this particular episode. Um, I don't know how he would have handled because because everyone was involved in it and everyone, you know he would have hated everyone.
1: Everybody apart from Emily Hart, who's the only one he likes. So uh,
0: yeah, and she wasn't in it, so he's got absolutely no reason because obviously she was clearly the most attractive character in the show for him. So yeah,
1: I'm not saying it was suspicious that the most attractive character um, in the show for, for, for Mr. Graham was, was was a 13 year old. Yeah, that was disturbing.
0: Would you like to know the name of the final episode? Even though we 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 know the name of it anyway, but would would you like to, to know the name of it?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to know the name of it, officially.
0: The officially, episode 22. Twenty-two!
2: I
1: still don't get that reference. <laughs> it, it's a Goldberg Se- Semi semi-obscure or heavily memed wrestling reference. Uh but yeah,
0: episode twenty-two, the end of an era.
1: <laughs> Ooh. Ah. I mean it is the end of an era of course last episode on ABC as we've alluded to uh, Mm -hmm. Sabrina's the end of Sabrina's time in high school and Harvey's too and Dreamer and everybody else Sabrina is leaving high school Um, maybe Josh isn't completely defeated yet maybe he's going to make one last doomed bid for her affections hopefully doomed bid for her affections so I guess yeah it's all that it's all the, the, the moving on she's
2: yeah, it's all, all all the goodbyes, I guess. Oh, I hope it's not one of the episodes where we get a lot of flashbacks and it's all nostalgic and whatnot. That that
0: that that would annoy me. Yeah,
1: it can't, oh, it can't be a clip show. It can't be a clip show. It's going to
2: be a clip show. It's It's going to be a clip
0: show, isn't it? It could potentially be. I I don't know. I have no idea. But it's still still never too late. Um, Episode 22, uh, The End of an Era. Josh and Harvey come to blows over Sabrina once more. For fuck's sake. And must participate in a magical test. A magical Uh, test. Sounds a little bit perilous, apparently. Um, But Harvey announces
1: that he knows... That Sabrina is a witch. Oh. oh All right. Finally. That stakes are not the kind that Mr. Cra- not the kind that Mr. Craft gets from the government. High governmental
0: stakes there in this, uh, this episode, yeah. So, uh, yeah, how's that going to go down? I'm 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 very very excited for um for this uh, finale anyway. I think I think mainly just because I think of how much I enjoyed this episode, I do have it's probably a little naive, but I do have some high hopes for this for this final episode. But also, I think my main reason being excited is because, God, I'm happy to get rid of this season out, out of the way. It has been a slog and a half. It has. This is the first season when it's taken us over a year to record it all. It's taken us multiple years because it's been... I
1: mean, not just been because of quality of the season. That's also been because of wider events. That, well, that, yeah, that's, but yeah.
2: still... I'm still. I'm putting it down to the the terribleness
1: of this season as well. I'm not saying us rewatching season four of Sabrina caused the coronavirus pandemic. No, no. I'm just saying you can't prove that it didn't. Yeah, yeah. Round about the time we started recording <laughs> season four. <laughs> yeah, a little discovery was made in Wuhan, and. Uh... People listening oh, listening amazing. to the
0: podcast going oh season four of Sabrina that makes God that's this season makes me so angry now that I remember about it I'm so angry I could fuck a bat and then that's how yeah, it all which kicked is how off it started. yeah unfortunately yes. so Saza sorry guys there um, but yeah it's it's been so much of a slog we actually planned and recorded a new podcast so so uh, um, I've i put things on our social medias about that it's called uh, a long cane
1: poddy it's a rom com pod, isn't it, boys? Well, we're watching 2000s uh, rom coms. I mean, we'll go into it more uh, next time, um, but yeah, it's all about our exploration uh, of the rom com scene of the 2000s and uh, a time period we all remember very well. And when we revisit it now, can't believe it didn't fuck us up even more than it did, basically. <laughs> exactly.
0: So yeah, so by the time this episode goes out, that there's been things on on our Facebook and Twitter anyway about it. So you obviously you know what the first episode's all about of it, but we'll give more details of when we actually do release that pilot episode. But yeah, we had a lot of fun recording it, and yeah, it, it's it's going to be just a great alternative journey for us to take. It's uh, more details of that are, are on the way. Um, the, the details we do need to give out right now is is all the thank yous. Thank you very much for joining us for this episode, and the episode we recorded about an hour earlier. Um, my name has been Phil Dean. Thank you very much for joining us for this bumper episode. I think it was definitely the right decision to to do it like this. Uh, as, thank you very much for joining me for this bumper edition, Mr. Graham Riley. You're bumper welcome. And thank you very much again for this bumper edition, uh, Chris, Chris, Chris Evans. <laughs> you can
2: say iridescent, but you can't say my fucking name. <laughs> you can't say Chris.
0: Jesus Christ. If you would like to leave us a, a comment, a review, or whatnot, wherever you listen to your podcast, please do um, You know, leave us a five-star review. That would be lovely. Also, please do get in touch with us about the right pronunciation uh, for whatever flipping word it was I said uh, You know, a couple of hours ago. Um, let us know. And, uh, yeah, if you would like to find us um, on, our, um, you know, on our other show that we're going to be launching very, very soon, you can do. Just go to Twitter. We are at Along Came Poddy. Um. Anyway, boys, final episode of season four. It's 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 mad to find that we're at a, a yet a fourth finale for this entire podcast. It's it's going to be a very special occasion. Uh, but until then, may every little thing you do be, be magic.
1: magic.